He needs two, two things of water tonight. So I don't know what that means. Get off the platform, Pastor. He's now going into a big error because the one bottle is completely empty already. But I don't waste because Jojo brought me my bottles from this morning. And I don't get new bottles here. I need to finish what I've started with in the morning. This is actually the only church that treats me that way. Other churches give me fresh bottles. But I uh, just thought I will reveal how these guys work on the front seat. Pastor, if you can just sit down because... Then we can start the meeting. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we are just normal here? And, uh, you know, I, 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 um, I'm in church so much. Uh, this, me this week I probably have nine services in two cities. And last week we were in a prophetic conference in New York. And the week before that I was in Hot Springs and never knew where that was but I found out there's some good people there and um, but uh, the Lord is doing amazing things and, and all I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to try and bring, bring all the pieces together and just give you a reflection of what it looked like um, this church is very key for me um, this church has sown seeds into our ministry in the past that was pretty significant for this size church I remember the offerings can't remember the numbers, but I just know that this church has really done well. And um, without churches like this, we just cannot do what we do. Because um, if you watch my Facebook, you will notice that the last three weeks we have put up another steel structure, a beautiful church. It's, we call it a snap church. Uh, a beautiful church completely done within days. Um, in South Africa, and we have put up three other steel structures in Mozambique. And I received a text yesterday from one of the missionaries in Africa. It's on my phone where they thanked me, and I will put that in my new newsletter. So um, that's Africa. And, and unless we have churches like this, we cannot do these things. So thank you so much. And then, of course, you will notice that uh, Shane, where is Shane? Um, there he is. You will probably notice that the last year or two, he just excelled in his revelation knowledge uh, above all the others. It's because he's a partner in my ministry, and he receives information and revelation every month. And I recommend that you become partners like Shane, because then you will be able to get onto his level. Amen. And how many of you agree with me? He is, he's, almost, he's almost an angel. Amen. <laughs> Although I don't think he will qualify to be an angel with that beard, but um, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. I almost said to him yesterday when he got me at the airport, I said, are you still hiding in the forest? Because some people, they have so much hair up here, they hide in the forest. But anyway, okay. George, um, this is a CD that um, I spoke about this before. We've just reprinted. This is an old CD called The Three Seasons of a Prophetic Word. Uh, this will blow your mind, the revelation on the CD. Then I have this one here called The Man in Bronze Coming Down. This was a prophetic moment. I think I ministered in Potter's house, and there was a prophetic moment where I start to prophesy and speak about the man in bronze. 
um, I don't know how, I can't remember how it happened. It's only 16 minutes long. It has something to do with Goliath who stood in front of David and he was covered in bronze. And I read uh, something about bronze. Bronze speaks of a judgmental spirit. And uh, I read a statement on, on, on the meaning of bronze that it's like a man that can grab a gun and just go rampant any moment. And I spoke about this man in bronze in America. And you know that there's things happening in the streets and the malls and places in America that is just, it just can happen, it can happen any moment because it's because of this man in bronze, this spirit. And um, unless uh, the David church is going to take authority, we're not going to bring this man down. So if you want to listen to that, you will maybe pay 7 or $8 for the CD and feel like you only got 16 minutes out of it. Well, that is just what it is. So um, we cannot ask you less because it still costs us the same money to print that CD because it's done by an outside company. Okay. Enough said about products. Um, Tonight I want to stay in the same vein than what I started this morning. We spoke this morning about uh, on that word called unstoppable. And uh, I told you guys that we carry a, the power of God that makes us an unstoppable generation. Now, I am busy with the upper rooms and I'm busy with churches and I'm busy with leaders and apostolic leaders from different denominations and, and they all carry the same spirit and they have the same heart and that is a beautiful thing to see. And, and when, you, when you are woven into this, uh, and I'm you know, busy with Paul I, and just to give you a little bit of background, Paul I, who's from Vietnam, who has been in prison for 12 years, three prisons, uh, the government tried to break him. Now he's planting churches all over the nations. Uh, I told you of all the leaders coming in this week to Houston Friday morning, um, and China is involved. We're, we're on our way to Hong Kong um, for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Spoke to Dr. Crum two days ago, and he said, Andre, please put Armenia on your agenda. And I said to him, absolutely, because um, Samson Makarian from Armenia will be at the table Friday morning. He comes in and we, we pay his ticket um, to come in because he couldn't come back within five months again. So we said, we need you at the table. Uh, he's coming in. We have other nations there. And, and, and what's going on? Because leaders will not fly in. I mean, there's going to be more than 70 leaders, and maybe there's about 14 of them that will have an opportunity to voice over the microphone. Um, why? Because, because leaders, it's not who will say what. It's what the Holy Spirit is saying to all of us. And um, with all these things said and done, you know, uh, I want to bring I want to bring to you a portion of my world so that you can see what's going on. Now, when you look at the Book of Acts, uh, in the first place, the Book of Acts would not have been there was it not for the upper room because the the whole Book of Acts came out of the upper room. And since we have started to talk more about more about the upper room and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden. Uh, things start to happen that reminds us of the book of Acts. And I think sometimes we steer away too long and uh, for years uh, from certain things that we should actually speak more about. Now, um, I want to say one more thing 
because I'm gonna I'm gonna have a look at Acts chapter 12 tonight and show you something there. And in Acts chapter 12, you're gonna see the manifestation of an angel. Uh, but before I want to go to Acts chapter 12, I just want to uh, tell you that last year I visited um, some churches on the West Coast in California. I don't know whether I've, I've told you about that. I went to California and I was involved in Armenian churches, Iranian churches on the West Coast in California, just outside of California. There's 700,000 Persian people living in, on the West Coast of America. Uh, that's an eye-opener. And um, I have ministered in their churches, and I have spoken to <clears throat> numerous people, uh, beautiful Christians. You can't believe it. Uh, when, when they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, I'm telling you, I took a pack of cards this thick to register prayer partners. Now listen to this. I will go to a church and I will say, would you join us as a prayer partner? And two people will fill in a card. I gave them the pack of cards. They filled in the front, and the back that was blank was filled in by people that joining the prayer force. They, there's too many. I, had, I, I, I should have took, t taken double the amount of cards. I spoke to uh, businessmen that pray three hours a day, four hours a day. I don't know how they do it. Um, I have met um, a medical doctor. She cannot practice here because she doesn't qualify. Now, Luke Ligazar, who will be at the table Friday, comes from Iran. And he cannot go back to Iran because he's on the hit list. But uh, he has information on what's going on and how it works in the church. The stories uh, that comes out of the church in Iran, I'm not talking that comes from Ayatollah. I'm we have... We have stories that's coming from the church in Iran. It's phenomenal. I spoke to a medical doctor. She cannot practice here. She and her son is here. I spoke to a young man. He's 24 years old, strong. And I said to him, uh, how often uh, will, you, will you see your mom and dad again? And he said, I will never see them again. And I said to him, uh, do you have still contact with, her, with them? He said, I talk to them every day twice. Um, I spoke to a... Uh, a lady, she was a pastor's wife in Iran, and she told me her story. Now, this is all, I mean, there's so many stories and testimonies. She said to me that uh, they had a little church in Iran, and uh, three men came into the building one night and said to them, that uh, said to her, if you don't stop this, we're going to burn your church down. And two weeks later, her husband disappeared. Long story short, her son came across his, his body with others, and he had 27 stab wounds into the chest. They basically martyred him to death. Um, I spoke to her, and um, they heard that I was there, and, and that was even before the service started because they came to a side room to the pastor's office, and, and, um, and they, they, they started to tell me testimonies. And in between all the testimonies, every time they say these words, I love Jesus. Um, I spoke to two Jews that fled Aleppo in Syria. You must, you probably heard about Aleppo lately a lot on Syria. There's thousands of people. There's even people that died there because of gas attacks. Uh, that's what we saw in the news. And these two Jewish people stood in front of me, uh, two men, and they said to me that we fled Aleppo and all we have is the clothing on our body. And um, 
and but we love Jesus. So by the time I got on my plane and I flew back, I heard these words so a few times, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. And every time they say, I love Jesus, it pierced my heart. And I realized that there's a difference when they say, I love Jesus, and when a Westerner say, I love Jesus. Because they have been persecuted uh, for, for Jesus, following Jesus. And I came back, and I, I, I don't know whether you were a partner at that time, Shane, you're supposed to be. You can't remember this. I can see on your face you don't have an idea what I'm talking about now, but that's okay. I, I sent out a newsletter, and I called the newsletter, I Love Jesus with all these testimonies about these people. Uh, and that just, uh, I spoke to um, other people, and, 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 they, and, and we spoke about um, the manifestations of God's glory in the book of Acts. And they tell me there's a house in Tehran where the people go in there. And, and, fa- and I said to them, is it true that there's many people coming to the Lord? They said, yes, absolutely. People are accepting Jesus left, right, and center. Uh, but they, they, they lose their life for that. And they said, there's a house in Tehran. When you go in, there's a light shining. And Jesus' face sits in the light. It's, like a, it's not a natural light. It's a, it's a, it's a, a manifestation of God's glory. And, um, and, and when the people go in, they just come out converted. They accept Jesus the moment they look into the light. So you will hear phenomenal stories. And... Uh, and, and like I said, some of these leaders will be in our meeting Friday morning. And um, so, church, I, I'm telling you these stories because I believe that this has, uh, uh, th- this will do something to you as much as a sermon will do to you. Because we need to hear these things. And uh, so it's, it's a beautiful day we're living in to know these things is happening now in those nations. Um, and, um, and I just thought I want to share that with you, and I want you to pray for all these leaders because it's, it's just phenomenal to have them on your side and have them as friends. And um, now when we go to um, uh, Acts chapter 12, you will see there in verse 5 it says, and I just want to show you something powerful here. In Acts chapter 12 verse 5 it says, Peter were there, was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. So there you have Peter in prison and the church were praying. Can you see that? The Bible link the two. He says Peter was in prison and the church were praying. It's, it's, it's one concept. It's one thought. Peter is in prison. Church is praying. And immediately, based on that, I want to say to you, always stay connected to a group of people that is connected to heaven. Now, uh, I think it's the Amplified Bible. I don't have it with me. I should have brought it on my phone, and my phone is in my... So my phone is in my briefcase, and his Bible is in the office where my phone is. So, so we're even now. But I think that the Amplified Bible says, but Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was made to God. Everybody say was made. There it is. Yeah, KJV, that's the, that's the one to go for, King James Version. It says, um, but, but prayer was made without ceasing. Now, everybody say made. Now, let's go to John 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in the beginning with God, and all things were made 
through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So there you have the same word made. That word made in John 1, verse 3, is the same word made that you have in Acts 12, verse 5, where it says prayer were made. Now, John 1, verse 3 actually read like this because the word made there means to create. It says there, and um, all things were created through him, and without him nothing was created that was created. That's what it actually says there. Because everything was created through Jesus Christ. Now, when you go back to Acts chapter 12, verse 5, it now reads like this. Therefore, uh, Peter was kept in prison, but constant prayer was created. So when the church prayed there, that word made means create. It's the same word made for 1 John 3. So when the church prayed, they literally created a miracle. Isn't that powerful? Now, a prophet prophesies, a pastor, pastor, a teacher, teach. But a creator creates. So in the category of creator, there's only one. You cannot even say creators. There's only one creator. Come on. So in the category of the creators, we say, no, 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 there's only one is God. But God says, through your prayers, I will allow you to become on my level and start to create a miracle through prayer. Now, why do I say that? Because uh, the upper room is all about the spirit of prayer. And, and, and I was in one of the upper room conferences, and we were praying, and we had intercessors on the platform, and they, they pray one-minute prayers. And I said to the church, I really feel like we are moving things that hasn't been moved for ages. We are shifting things around because we move into an atmosphere of authority where we can literally create something that did not exist before this meeting. And, uh, and that's powerful. So, so here we have the church in Acts chapter 12, verse 5, and the Bible says they created a miracle to get Peter out of the prison. And, and, and you know, I was this afternoon, and I took a little nap because you will not believe me. Almost everybody that greeted me tonight asked me, did you have a good nap? So I'm, I've learned one thing about Hebrew Springs. They nap on a Sunday afternoon. Because everybody asked me the question. It almost got boring, and I decided, don't walk around because another guy's going to ask you the same question. So I don't know how I got onto that, but I, it just came out of the Word tonight. So uh, praise the Lord. So, uh, church, th the reason I share this with you is, um, you know, I'm so, I'm so woven into the upper rooms, leadership, apostolic leaders coming together, prophets coming together, that it, 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 I must share my world with your world because your world needs me and I need you. We both need one another. Um, and that's why I, I, I want to tell you, Pastor Lee, every time I hear him speak the word or give a little teaching, I'm stunned by his revelation knowledge and his insight into the scriptures. 
and, and, and I'm sick and tired of him sitting here in Hebrew Springs. And he doesn't want to come out of Hebrew Springs. Because I try to invite him to the upper rooms and meet all these leaders, but he hasn't showed up. He hasn't attended one upper room yet. But I'll tell you what. Somebody with that kind of revelation needs to be on another platform where the anointing can come on him and he can come on and say, I want to share something because I can just imagine what's going to come out of him in an uproom setting. Uh, and he's one of the voices that I will, in, I will insist, you, you, you have something to say. There's others I don't want them to say anything, but, uh, the, but he will be one of those that I will say, please, Brother Lee, come up here and just share with us what you feel the Lord is saying to you. Because so, and, and the reason I share this with you as church, I want to show you we are a New Testament church. We are a New Testament body of believers. And, and you will notice that I'm not here to preach a bunch of sermons. Uh, I'm here to just voice into your heart uh, from what I carry. I just want to give you the mantle that's on me and say, take a portion of this and join us in our pursuit after the Lord. So um, here we have Peter. Uh, he, he's in prison. The church is praying, and the Bible says in verse 6, and Peter was uh, sleeping bound between two chains and two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. So when you look at verse 6, you will see that Peter was completely shut in. He was between guards inside, outside. There was chains around his feet. Uh, and that is a prophetic picture of what they try to do with the church. Now, you can put the church in bondage and change and all kind of laws, but that's, you're actually setting yourself up for trouble. When you try to put, you, you can never uh, uh, oppress the church. You can never destroy the church. It's impossible to destroy the church on the face of the earth. Uh, and that is why the church of Jesus is such an irritating force to the enemy of darkness. Because he cannot figure out the church, and the more they put the church under pressure, the church just pop up in another place. And, um, and, and when I spoke to those uh, people on the West Coast, and, and they're telling me what's going on, and, and I just realized that uh, Iran, uh, the pictures they show you on the news about Iran is about the Ayatollah and the army and uh, bombs and rockets. And Iran is going to crumble from the inside out because the Holy Ghost is already in Iran. And Jesus, Jesus is appearing in dreams and visions. Uh, the Iranians are dreamers. They are, they are extremely, uh, uh, they put an incredible emphasis on, on training, and, 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 and that's why they are doctors, they are well, they go to universities, they are well trained. This Friday morning uh, in um, Houston, I will have an engineer from Iran that worked for one of the biggest, biggest companies, I will not say the company, in America, and he's so brilliant that, that they, they brought him into a court case a few years ago in Europe where a, a great disaster hit, a plane fell, and, um, 
and they brought him in to defend their case. And uh, long story short, um, he spoke to me personally, and uh, Ligazar, Luke Ligazar told me about him. His name is Patrick Safarian. He will be there Friday morning. He's a pastor now, and he works for this big company. And um, they brought him in, and he went to the Lord, and he said, Jesus, I need some information. And the Lord shared with him what went wrong with that plane, plane crash. And he shared it in a court case, and based on that, they won the case, and there's millions of dollars that were involved. But, but as he shared his testimony about that whole court case, he said to me, he's flying now all over the world uh, because the secular universities wants him to come in and share his, his incredible knowledge. And then he tells them, and then they say to him, but you cannot talk about Jesus uh, and then he said, if, if you, you celebrate my knowledge and you celebrate how brilliant I am, but, but you expect me to uh, not talk about the one who gives me the insight, and so then I cannot come. And when I was on the West Coast, he was flying out the next day to Switzerland to speak in a university, and they said to him, come, and you can talk about your God as much as you want to talk because we need to know what you know. And, and now he's going to top universities all over the world, and he stunned them with what God shows him. He will be in the meeting Friday morning. And and uh, so what am I saying to you? We are an unstoppable force of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Spirit has the ability to share things with us. I don't even know how that fits into Acts chapter 12. Jesus, help me. What am I doing? I'm just sharing with you my, the, what happens with me. Because when you rub shoulders with these kind of people, then you start to discover that we are a mighty force. We are unstoppable. And we will take the world ultimately. And that's why the devil uh, is, is throwing a fit now uh, through terrorism and, and attacks all over the world. Because the devil knows that his days are numbered. But thank God we have midwife churches that will protect the glory of God. And in Hebrew Springs, we have found a church just like that. Amen? Now, so he's in prison. He's in chains. Uh, and, and he's stuck. Now, watch what's going to happen now. Uh, you, you must have read this chapter so many times. It says in verse 7, now, behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison and struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and the chains fell off his hands. Now, church, let me say this first. When Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, you shall receive power, um, he could have said a million other things, but he said power. That was just before he left the earth. In Acts chapter 2, we saw the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and we saw what power looked like. But power is more than goosebumps. Power is more than a charismatic hop. Power, uh, and when you have power, you automatically walk in authority. You cannot have power and not have some kind of an authority. And when you have power and authority, you will quickly find out you walk in a mandate. Uh, we, we said a few things this morning about a mandate. One of the brothers came to me before the service, and he said, Pastor, I absolutely have a mandate to, to go and catch all the fish I can catch in the rivers. I said, Jesus, that is a typical Hebrew Springs mandate, to catch trout. Well, Father, I pray. Where is that brother who told me that? It's, uh, if I see him again, I will know him. Well, now he's all of a sudden, he's not, he's not here. Come on, brother. You are here. You're sitting here somewhere. Well, 
Huh? Oh, he's fishing. Okay. Okay. Go and get him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, when Jesus said, you shall receive power, he saw chapter 2, he saw chapter 3, how Peter came to the gate of the temple and cleaned the gate of the temple. He saw chapter uh, 9, where Saul converted to the Lord. He saw chapter 12, he saw 16, he saw 27, he saw 28, he saw all these chapters, he saw this night. But uh, when Jesus said, you shall receive power, you already saw how the angel will visit Peter in the prison. So angels is part of the power package. And, and one of the most frustrating things about the New Testament church in America is she only believes in the power of the Holy Ghost, so we're speaking in tongues. And we need to get the full package. We need to know that God can send angels. Now, you cannot be led by an angel. You cannot worship an angel. You cannot send the angel. You cannot call the angel. It's not your angel. It's God's angel. That's why Paul in Acts chapter 27 said, They stood by me tonight an angel of of the Lord to whom I belong. So I belong to the Lord. He's his angel, but his angel stood by me. An angel operates in tight situations. That's why you see such angelic uh, manifestations stations in Iran and, and some of those places where the Christians are, they, they will tell you something about angels like you can't believe it. When I went to the West Coast and I flew back, I sat on the plane weeping. I said, Lord, I went there. They begged me for months. They could not pay me. I mean, I, I could hardly cover my air ticket. But I came back and I wept. I said, Lord, I went to minister to them, but they ministered to me. And, um, and, 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 and I want to say to you, church, let, let us open our hearts for a full revelation of God's glory. Uh, and, and let us realize who we are in Christ and we are unstoppable. Now, in, in chapters, in verse 7, it says, The angel stood by him, and light shone in the prison, so there's light. So wherever God manifests, there's light involved, there's angels involved. Power has different types of manifestations. And struck him on the side and raised him up and said to him, Arise quickly, and the chains fell off his hands. So there you have an incredible deliverance. Now, why did the angel show up in verse 7? Because in verse 5, the church were praying. So you and I have the ability to create a miracle through prayer that will start to release people that is connected to us but not even in the same room than us. And, and, and if we don't know these things, we cannot walk in these things. And, and that is why... Um, the, 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 the upper room is about the spirit of prayer. And now things start to happen. I listened to uh, uh, a live clips that got, came to me this morning before I came into the morning service of a woman from Turkey. She's in America and she's challenging America back to prayer. And I'm going to play it to these leaders on Friday morning. It's going to rip them apart. It's going to absolutely rip them apart. And she's calling America back to prayer. And, she's, uh, and, 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 and I want to say to this church, um, I'm not here to preach sermons because if you bring me in every year and a half to preach a sermon, we've missed the mark. We are part of a family that's going to go a little bit further than just another sermon. If sermons was the answer, America should have been saved by now. Because America has some of the best preachers in the world. But we need more than sermons. Uh, we need demonstration of God's power. 
Because the Apostle Paul, when he went to the Corinthians, he said to the Corinthians, I think it's 2 Corinthians 2, 4, he says, I did not come to you with the enticing words of man's wisdom. Why? Because Paul realized, I have wisdom, I have knowledge, and I can hit them with the knowledge that I have, but they are people of knowledge. These people will not listen to me. I will have to demonstrate the gospel. And that's the only way that the Corinthians will listen to me. That's why he said, I did not come to you with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come to you in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. So here we have Peter. He's now, the angel is with him in the prison. Verse 8 says, and the angel said to him, gird yourself, tie your sandals. And he did, and, and he take your garment and follow me. That's a beautiful story. How the angel said to him, get your garment, get your sandals. Um, and um, th that's what I love about the supernatural. The supernatural, when it comes into my natural world, it covers even my shoes. It covers my garment. So God is not saying to us, become so supernatural that you don't need your garment anymore. He's not saying to you, get so supernatural that you don't need sandals anymore. I mean, an angel from the heavens say to the man of God, get your sandals. What he's actually saying to him is, I'm just going to get you out, but tomorrow you will walk in an ordinary body and you will need your sandals. So what is God saying to us tonight? God says we are ordinary people. We are dressed with ordinary clothing. We have shoes in our feet. But God says, I can come from a supernatural realm and even take care of the finest detail of what you need in the natural. And, and you can have a testimony that I got you out, sandals included. How many of you believe that God is going to deliver us and we will leave no evidence behind that we've ever been in prison? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? When the angel got him out of the prison he, and he said to him, grab your sandals, he actually said to him, nobody will have any evidence that you were in this prison. That's what God does. So um, we, we are talking about the fact that we are an unstoppable church. We are an unstoppable force. We have the Holy Spirit, um, and, um, and, 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 and that makes me excited when, when I see th this remnant of the church. And, you know, I spoke about remnants so many times, and I heard this woman from Tur Turkey today, um, how she, she uses the word remnant. Uh, her accent is very uh, heavy, worse than mine, but I, I, I heard that she said, she uses the word remnant, and I said, Lord, we're on the same page. And how many of you believe that you are part of the remnant? Those people, those people that, that refuses to become part of the, the, you know, the Greek crowd that just goes for uh, an hour service, uh, three fast songs, two slow ones, take up a quick offering, and pastor give us a sermon that doesn't challenge us, uh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make us uncomfortable, and, and we can sleep easy, we can basically do anything we want to do, it's all covered by the blood of Jesus. Church, we cannot go on like that. Uh, uh, we are, uh, the church is like the sleeping giant, and this giant needs to wake up now real quick. Because, because, um, and, and I don't want to go into England and tell you what's going on in England and those places at the moment because the church is basically irrelevant in England. And, and, and do you know the churches that flourish in England is the churches that is run by Africans that come out of Africa. When they start churches in England, that becomes the, the breeding ground of the Holy Ghost now. The old state churches is all dead. And, and let us, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here tonight. I, 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 I don't even know what I'm talking about. 
I'm just not, I just, I'm just here to, to light a fire in your heart and say, will you join, will you join us? Will you run with us? And, and will you be a relevant church here in Hebrew Springs? Um, and so forth. Okay. So then in verse 9, we see how a, a Peter, a Peter followed the angel. Verse 10 says, and they were past the first and the second guard post. They came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them by its own accord. And they went out and they went down one street and immediately the angel departed. So there you have a little uh, story about how the angel walked with Peter, walked outside down one street, and the Bible says they came to the gates of the city. And the gates of the city just opened up. And uh, that's another miracle. You see, and we need to see that because gates, gates are built to keep certain people in and keep others out. Gates have locks. Bible says the gate of the city just opened up by, by its own accord. They had no electricity those days. They never had anything that works automatic those days. Those were ancient days. But when Peter and the angel came to the gate, it opened by its own accord. That's power. But why? This morning we said a few things about mandate. Peter was a man of mandate. Peter was an apostle. And, and God needed Peter. And uh, Peter came out of the uproom, not the boardroom, but out of the uproom. Maybe he had boardroom meetings, but he definitely had an uproom experience. And he came out of the uproom. He resurrected the paralyzed man in chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3, 4, 5, those verses there. Um, but he, here we have Peter, and he walked out, and the gate of the city just opened up. And I want to say to you tonight that the power and the authority that the church is going to carry uh, with mandate will bring us to gates these days that will just swing open. Uh, the last few months has been uh, a pretty uh, historic time in America. The, the whole political world in America has been rocked to the foundation. And church, I am not a Republican, sad to tell you. Neither am I, am I, am I blue. I'm not red or blue. I'm washing the blood of Jesus, uh, and I'm a child of God. But I'm not stupid either. And all I want to say to you is, I have watched the political show for, for 16 years living in this country. And I have never seen the finger of God mess with our, uh, with our foundation like he messed with us the last few months. America has a mandate upon her. America and the founding fathers made a commitment unto the heavens what this nation will be all about. So the mandate is a godly mandate. And anybody that's going to mess with the mandate of God will mess with God. Because I told you this morning, America has a twofold purpose. Uh, the gospel into the nations supporting Israel. That's the two reasons why this nation is blessed. And because this nation is blessed, you are blessed because the mandate upon America is the gospel and Israel. And I told you this morning, like the 276 men that sailed with Paul in Acts chapter 27, the Bible says, and just for those that were not here this morning, that God said to Paul, I have granted you the men that sail with you. Uh, why? He never said, I have granted. He never said to the 276 men, I will, I, I, will, I will save Paul because of you. He said to Paul, I will save them because of you. Why? Because Paul had a mandate upon his life. America has a mandate upon her life. Uh, uh, 
Peter had a mandate upon his life. And when you have a mandate upon your life, God is busy with your destiny, and he's going to get you where he needs you to be. And um, so that is why America, uh, uh, the finger of God came to the, and wrote on the wall the last few months. You may not like who is the president at the moment, but it's not about a man. It's about a nation. It's about a nation, and it's about the world. And, and I'm telling you, God's going to use this nation one more time to spread the gospel all over the world, and God is going to use this nation one more time in the great awakening, and that is why you will now see leaders come together because leader, these leaders all hear the same heartbeat of the Holy Spirit. They hear something is going to happen, and now they're coming to one table with one purpose, to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say over the microphone. And, um, and, 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 and I just want to share this with you, and, and just want to show you that you are part of that. Now, when you look at this, it says, when they were past the first, second guard post, they came to the gate, the gate opened up, and there's many gates in America, the political gates, economic gates, financial gates, demonic gates. There is all kind of gates. There's gates in this nation that you don't even know about, that I don't even know about. But we will just hear how gates will swing open, how strongholds will be broken. Wow, man, I don't have time to go into this, but I'll just give you a little nugget. Uh, I was in a church, um, where was I, last week? No, last week it was New York. The week before that, I was in Houston as well. Okay, yeah, I was in Hot Springs. Then I went to Houston. And then from Houston, I went to New York. And from New York, I'm here. Okay, my, two weeks ago, I was in Houston. I was in Robert Hogan's church. Robert Hogan is the man that will pick up this Chinese leader Tuesday night. Robert Hogan, I prophesied to him two years ago in an upper room, something like this. I said to him, the Lord says, no longer will they discuss the amputation of the Holy Spirit out of your church. And it happened two days before I, after I, two days before I prophesied that it happened in behind closed doors. Long story short, God opened that church to me and God opened the church that we go into now. The two churches that's open for the uproom in Houston came out of another uproom that God opened up through two prophetic words that I gave to two leaders. But listen to this one. Uh, somebody started, uh, 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 Jacob McKelvey started the Satanic Church in Houston, uh, the Luciferian Church. And uh, the churches, the churches war against him. And long story short, this church of Pastor Robert Hogan, uh, they came to him and they said, well, you also war against him and he says I don't feel like the Lord wants us to go and tear the church apart and go and curse him and just call him names and, and stand in front of his church with placades and, and boards and just uh, become loud and uh, in the meantime we have no substance they said no the Lord says we need to show them love. Long story short Jacob McKelvey who was the head of the Luciferian church in Houston gave his heart to the Lord a few weeks ago and last Sunday, last Sunday, he renewed his vows, his marriage vows, because he was married in the satanic church. He renewed his vows. You can see this, and uh, there's a, a clips of him on my Facebook page. Uh, go to it and go read the whole story and how he came to the Lord. And Jacob renewed his marriage vows last Sunday in, in Spring First Church for Pastor Robert Hogan. And him and his wife were baptized in water. And Friday morning, uh, uh, Jacob McKelvey, the, the, the ex-leader of the Luciferian Church in Houston, will sit with the generals at the round table in Houston discussing the end time harvest. Isn't that powerful, church? 
I'm telling you, it's happening under our noses. I have people coming to the round table just to meet the guy who was the head of the Luciferian church. And they think, I don't know it, but I know. They don't come because I'm there. They because he because he's there. But I will read their number Friday morning. Don't you worry. <laughs> Isn't this amazing that, that God can now go in and rescue people? I mean, this man got saved. I spoke to him last week. He's my Facebook friend now. And I said to him, Jacob... Uh, when I walk into the building, um, I heard that this Jacob, this man came to the Lord, or the head of the Luciferian church came to the Lord. And I, and I walked to the front, and a man greeted me, and he says, uh, just greeted me, but there's a lot of noise with the praise and worship. And as I greeted him, the Lord said to me, this, is, this was the head of the Luciferian church. And I said to him, I know you. And he said to me, how do you know me? I said, I know who you are. I will tell you after the service. He came to me and says, he, how do you know who I am? I said, I know. I said, you, are a, you were into, this, into the satanic movement. He says, yes, sir. He says, but I am now a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I want to say is this. I said to him, he said to me, I want to be a servant. I want to be a servant. I, I just want to serve. That's, that's all that comes out of his mouth. I want to be a servant. So, church, what I'm saying to you is no power will keep the power of Jesus Christ out. We're living in an awesome day. Amen. So, so they, they're walking out, and Peter, the Bible says in verse 11, and when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent an angel, and he has delivered me from the hand of Herod. So now Peter, the apostle, make reference of an angel. He says, now I know that, that I, was, I was released. An angel got me out of the prison. And that's, that is significant for Peter to say that. Now, church, the reason I come to you this year is to say to you, let's open up for the bigger picture. Let's open up for the fullness of God's power. Uh, let, let's understand that we are an unstoppable force here in Hebrew Springs. And, and God is going to work miracles amongst people in this whole region. Uh, Arkansas is on the map of the Holy Spirit. I was in Hot Springs three weeks ago, and I said to that pastor, I want to know more churches in Arkansas, and I will open up my schedule, and I want to go to them quickly because I want to see an upper room come to Arkansas so that God can open up gates in this state, and even strongholds in this state will be broken. How many of you believe that we are living in a, in a Holy Ghost day, in a Holy Ghost season? And um, so, church, here you have Peter. Same story as Paul. He's in prison. But you cannot stop him. Why? Because he has a mandate upon his life. And I, I, I want to I I link this to this morning. And I want to say to you, doesn't matter where you are in life, the devil cannot stop you. Uh, and don't settle for bloodline curses. And don't settle for, for things that have happened in your family. You say, well, uh, certain people in my family died at a certain age, and now I'm going to die. No, no. You're going to go over that bloodline curse. 
you're going to live longer. And church, I'm not blowing hot air. I'm talking about real things uh, 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 because it's happening at the moment. Um, so it says there, and Peter had come to himself, and he says that was an angel. And, and you know the story how Peter went back to the church, and the church were praying, and how Rhoda opened the gate, and, 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 she, and she, never, she never opened the gate. Well, she never opened the gate. She went to the gate. She heard Peter was there, and she never opened the gate. So I don't want to go into this chapter because I've, I've, I've covered the book of Acts in your church previously. But I want to say this that you are an incredible person in the eyes of God. Your life counts. Um, And, you know, sometimes when people look at me, they say, well, Pastor Andre, uh, you are up there and we're down here. No, what you don't know is I know what it feels like to be down there. I'm a pretty ordinary person. Once you know me well, you will know I have nothing to hide. I eat the same food that you eat. I was in a Chinese restaurant today. Uh, I, I, I'm on the same. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that you cannot reach. You call me, you will get a hold of me. Uh, but what I want to say to you is this: You may be ordinary, but you carry something extraordinary. Uh, and, 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 and that is what the Lord loves these days. He, he, I love it. I love it to meet great people uh, th- that, are, that carry the extraordinary power of God. But when you talk to them, they dis- you discover they wear sandals. They have garments. They are ordinary people. But they, they've learned that God can come into my ordinary life and do extraordinary things. I mean, when, when, when Peter came to the church and, and they realized Peter is back at the church, the, the, the church just realized we just got him out of the prison through prayer. And, and I want to emphasize this because you will not hear much of this in the church. When you look at verse 5, and we started with that, where it says, and constant prayer was made. Uh, again, that, w- w- when that hit me a few weeks ago, I saw that. And I realized, Lord, nobody preaches on this. That the church literally create a miracle through prayer. Now, now what prayer? You don't need to be loud to be to create. You don't need to be. Jesus was not Pentecostal when he created. Jesus will say, let there be light. And, and there was light. And, and you can whisper a prayer. Uh, you can just have the spirit of prayer upon you and drive in your car and just say something, just utter something. I have learned. In fact, I got afraid of my own mouth. Because I've learned, not in a bad way, in a good way, I've learned that I will say certain things to people not knowing I have just prophesied to them. But it didn't come out in the form of, thus says the Lord. You don't need to have those three words in front of a prophetic statement to make it a prophetic statement. When you operate in the power of God, when you're connected to a church that's praying, you can utter simple words, and it becomes extraordinary in its manifestation. And, and, and 
what I'm trying to do today is to say to Hebrew Springs, let's step out of the boat of our comfort and let's step into this bigger picture, that, this bigger thing that we're about to see. Let's join with Iranian Christians and Syrian Christians and Jews on the West Coast that fled Syria, and let us become one big family, and, and let us realize that God is doing something new in America. In the previous Upper Room Conference, and I, I hope this is fine with you, Pastor Lee, that I'm just, I'm just like, uh, you know, I hit a shot in so many directions. But at the previous Upper Room, uh, that happened on, I think it was November 10 and 11. I will never forget it, and I think the election was November 8. Um, or nine, I'm not sure. And uh, all the leaders there, we all realized that God has given America an open window. God has given us an open window. And, um, and I want to end tonight with this. Um, when Elisha was about to die, we all know the story how Elisha got the mantle from Elijah. And I told Shane and the other brothers in the car yesterday, I told them this. When, when Elisha got the mantle from Elijah and he was about to die, he called Joash. And the Bible says Elisha put the hands of Joash, uh, put, put his hands on the hands of Joash, and Joash had his hands on the bow and arrow. And he said to Joash, open the east window. And, uh, and he said to him, release an arrow through the east window. Now, what, was, what, what did they aim at? East was Syria, the nation that, that is giving us all the trouble today. It was Syria. And uh, the Bible says when they released the arrow through the east window, um, Elisha cried out and he said, that's the hour, the, the arrow of deliverance. And then the Bible says that Joash hit the ground three times. Uh, he hit the ground. And then we've, we read how Elisha became so angry that, um, that Elisha basically died as an angry prophet. Uh, I, I mean, I will not even go into the miracle that he did after he died because somebody fell on his dead bones and they were revived. Never let a prophet die angry because he's going to come back and resurrect somebody afterwards even with his dead bones. <laughs> I've got scripture reference for that. But um, watch this. Elisha said to Joash, he said, when he hit the ground three times, he said to him, he was angry. He said, you should have hit the ground five to six times. And then he said this, for now you will not destroy Syria. A devil that we do not take care of today will come back tomorrow with seven others and he will haunt us. Come on. Do you get the picture? What am I saying? The window is open for America. It's not about a president. I'm telling you, church, I cannot say it enough. It's not about who's the new president. It's the window is not about Mr. Trump. The window that God has now opened up is for the church to get an arrow out of the window and release the arrow of deliverance. And the problem is this. This churches that hit the ground three times, where we should have hit the ground five and six times. What am I saying? We must up our passion. 
We must up our zeal. Our zeal is on a low level. Our passion is on a low level. Our excitement is on a low level. Our urgency is on a low level. And the Lord says, I've given you an open window. And I've given, and, and you must hit five or six times because God says the window is open so that you can get the gospel to the Eastern nations. And I feel like sharing this with a group on Friday morning. And you know, I have an anointing on me when I get angry in the Holy Ghost. I don't care whether you like it or not, but I'm going to say to you what God is saying. And I want to say to Hebrew Springs, up the tempo. I want to say to Hebrew Springs, hit five and six times. Do not anger the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to America, I wish I can say it to a, a, a hundred thousand pastors, get your act together. We are in a Holy Ghost moment, and God is willing to give us the Muslim world. He's going to give us the East, and he's going to spread the gospel like never before. Church, this year we could have 10,000 people in Hong Kong. We hope we can get 10,000 next year in Hong Kong because I don't know how long Hong Kong will still be open because China will, will, can shut it down. But church, there will become uh, Christians and missionaries and pastors and apostles and prophets from many eastern nations will come into Hong Kong. And I want to say to Hebrew Springs, let's get the arrow out of the window and let's get a book of Acts manifestation and let's uh, walk in the mandate that God has given us for this is the day and this is the hour. Are you excited, church? I hope this light of fire in you. It's almost 7 o'clock and it feels like 10 o'clock because normally this is 10 o'clock for me on a Sunday night. But I love this 5 o'clock service in the afternoon. You can still go out in the evening and take your wife out. Isn't this amazing? Well, there's no restaurants here to go to. <laughs> How do you do Valentine here? Where do you go to? Little Rock. That's that's almost on the other side of America. You go to Little Rock for Valentine? Jesus, help us. We've got a meeting here on, on Tuesday night. I believe it's Tuesday. is Valentine's night. Well, we're going to have a good Valentine's night in the Holy Ghost on Tuesday night. But how many of you when, you, when you listen to what I say tonight, because I've covered the West Coast. I spoke about the Persian people. I spoke about the book of Acts, getting the arrow out. All I want to say to you is, church, we are an incredible group of people. We are, I, I cannot, I cannot, why will I pump you up? What will I get out of it? But I feel like I want to say to the church of Jesus, come on, this is the final round. Come on, let's get on our feet. And, and, and come on, let's, let's, let's use this opportunity and, and let us walk in power, authority, and mandate, and, and, and let us get the fullness of the Holy Spirit back, and let us see the full manifestation of God's glory, and, 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 and discover what is your calling in life. This morning, the emphasis was on make sure you connect yourself to the right people. And I can, I can, when I left the church this morning, I could feel there is an electricity. I could feel something shifted and something happened. Because that word really gripped, 
grip our hearts this morning. And I just come tonight to you, and I want to say to you, you are part of my family of leaders that I work with. And together, we will make it. We will not die. Uh, we, we are one massive group of churches that is sailing in the same direction. I'm telling you, when Potter's House people come in here and their pastor, they will feel this is Potter's House. And when you go there, you will think you're in Hebrew Springs. And, and I, I go to all these places, and, and I can say to you that you guys will fit hand in glove in all the churches that I go to because we're becoming one big family. Uh, believers that understand we have entered one of the, gr- the greatest season ever, as long as I've been alive, on the face of the earth. Amen? Amen. Just stand on your feet and uh, let us just... Um, Uh, spend a moment in the presence of the Lord. Father, I thank you tonight for Hebrew Springs. I thank you for Pastor Lee Brown and the leadership here. And I I thank you, Lord Jesus, for people uh, that is just hungry for the Word on a Sunday night. What a great...